This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by CISO. This new ad-free streaming service brings users a nearly endless supply of top-shelf comedy. Head over to CISO.com right now to receive your first two months for free by entering promo code BADCHRISTIAN at checkout. That's S-E-E-S-O.com for two months of hilarious comedy for free with promo code BADCHRISTIAN. Today's show is also sponsored by SeatGeek. Buying tickets online has always been a confusing process, but not with SeatGeek. Download the SeatGeek app today to start saving. Enter promo code BADCHRISTIAN and SeatGeek will send you a $20 rebate after your first ticket purchase. That's promo code BADCHRISTIAN for a $20 rebate right now. Today's show is also sponsored by Lyft. The free Lyft app gets users a ride in minutes on demand 24-7 for less than the cost of a cab. Right now, our listeners get three free rides. That's up to $10 each. That's up to a $30 value. So, hey, we're just handing out $30 right now. When you enter promo code BADCHRISTIAN, that's three free rides. When you enter promo code BADCHRISTIAN. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. When you want to go live, where do you go? Joey, drop the beat! It's the Bad Christian Podcast! And our friend Jason from Propaganda, he goes by so many names because he's so sly! Alright, welcome to the show. More like morning radio in here. Do you know that's the most self conscious i've ever been about beatboxing <laughs> when we have a hip-hop star <laughs> hey hey prop like are yeah. you taking your daughter to a doctor's appointment we're not on speaker are we no no okay, okay. there's my wife right there okay. <laughs> she didn't hear it we're in headphones i promise do hey, not what? let her hear this you <laughs> said they don't want to, they're self-conscious about them beatboxing right now on air. <laughs> well, well, I also, I also don't want your daughter to hear any of this, this vulgarity and perversion that is all up in this podcast, man. Clearly, you haven't been to my home. <laughs> so what have you been up to, man? Hey, man, just uh, trying to stay afloat, man. Um, finishing a record and, you know, with the uh, home time, just trying to be at home. Really, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, you were just on tour with MERS, right? Or was that over a few months ago? That was over in July. Thanks, gotcha. guys. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, <laughs> that was way back then. Recently. Yeah, pretty recent. <laughs> Have you been on the road lately? No, actually. Um, I had uh, really kind of been home. One, I was finishing the record. And two, just I just wasn't getting that many bites. <laughs> so yeah. it's yeah. like, uh, hey, guys, anybody want to hear a uh, rapper? Fire hydrant awokeness come talk to you about Christmas story. I don't know. Right? So just, you know hey, you, hey, I went down. <laughs> you jazz you jazzed about our president and all, right? I'm sure you're being moved to tears. Definitely moved to tears. Did you did you get an invitation <laughs> to play at the inauguration or what? I did. Um, <laughs> hey, tell me, tell me, tell me this. Tell me this. What like if you could do this, like if let's let's just say you I mean, you almost dropped the phone. You're so surprised because you're like, how How'd they hear about me and why, why would they call me? But let's say someone from Trump's people, they say, hey, we, we would really love for you to come. You know, it'd be a good thing to bring blacks and whites together and all that stuff. Would you tell them yes and then go and just go off on the microphone with spoken word against Tally, Trump? I would say I, I'm going <laughs> on the condition that I can mm-hmm. say what I want to say. No, what, what, what if they, they said, said no? Would you surprise attack them? Oh, absolutely. 
<laughs> I did see some people debating online about that. I think Stephen from Amberlin said that he was disappointed to see people turning down the inauguration, that anybody should take that because that's not, I mean, your job is to do what you do. He had some principle on it, like, you have to be positive and speak truth and go do your thing. And well, you don't have to you support Trump to play at the inauguration. It's well, yeah, more but, about that, but that's an interesting stuff, question: but, but is yeah. that supporting him, and what does that support mean versus just putting yourself there and doing what you do and letting that speak for itself? So I, I'm of the persuasion that I would probably yeah. do it, but I don't I feel know. Like if you call me, it's because you know who I am mm -hmm. and right. you know what I stand for. So you shouldn't have called me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So right. like, yeah. if, if you call me, I'm gonna be me. You can't give me a script and say say this. Right. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Right. Uh, something I've been asking people, and, and Jason, tell me what you think your percentage chance. What is the percentage chance that four years from now you'll be like, man, Trump is actually all right? What, <laughs> what percentage chance do you think? <laughs> Give it a percent. I honestly think it's 50 50. Really? Because you never know. Like, you never know. Yeah. Um, that's pretty optimistic. optimistic. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of cool. Because here's the thing like, when I think about the odds of me marrying my wife, I'm right. like, there's just, this I free, freakishly out of my league. Like, yeah. then, it's weird that you would say that when she's sitting beside you. Yeah, but I say it all the time. <laughs> um, because, like, and people say, people say that. People say, oh, yeah, no, I married up. I don't think you get it. My wife's a PhD. Like, <laughs> she's a UCLA grad. My wife has ran multiple half marathons. Like, wow. she just, she, and she makes our laundry detergent. Like, okay, so... Damn. You see what I'm trying to tell you right now? Right, well, I'm like, right. This, this, you know, so anything can happen is what you're saying. Anything can happen. You, know? <laughs> you never know. He might get up there. And the thing about, and especially about Trump, is like, you never know what he actually thinks because the dude's like, it's putting your finger on Jello. Yeah, He could get up here four years from now and be like, no. No, I never said we'd build a wall. What are you talking about? That's crazy. Right. <laughs> he could do that because he does stuff like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? for like, sure. You, you never know. He might be like, no, I never, no, I never suggested a Muslim on ban, a ban on Muslims. No, right. that's crazy. You have to bring the Muslims in. Like he could do that. He would right. do that yeah. if he thought it would benefit yeah. him. Is what we, yeah. what we what basically believe. So, so the I'm thing like, is, people have a hard time with probabilities in general and living with them. So I think as humans. We just so badly gravitate, and I think this election has brought that out. Yeah. We gravitate towards certainty so much. We do it with yeah. uh, the church. We do it with theology. Yeah. We do it with politics. We do it with people. But the things that happen are so improbable sometimes. We see exactly. that with that. We see it with sports. Like, think about the license plate yeah. in front of you that you're driving right now in the car. Look yeah. in front of you and see yeah. that license plate. What are the odds that you would see those that exact combination? Well, it happened. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, no and idea. so people want so yeah. it, no, people want to be certain that Trump is going to be bad or this bad thing things going to happen or yeah. not, but people are very uncomfortable naming percentages and then living with that. It could be either one. Yeah. You know, just my like, thing is like, yeah, you never know. You don't know. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Hey, well, I, I know your uh, time is limited here, but I want to ask you, we were just talking about, you know, Christians saying really uh, weird things. Uh, the other day we were talking about the word edify and edification and just how yeah. you would, you would never, ever hear that like in a corporate setting, like, Hey, you know what? You're doing a great job. Your performance evaluations are great, but you just start, you're not too edifying to your, your coworkers. And then, uh, yeah. I was, I was telling these guys just how, uh, people say stuff like, you know, I'm just so wrecked for the gospel. I, I was ruined today by something that I just read 
Like that stuff just sounds so funny to me. <laughs> like uh, yeah, or like we're just gonna have a sick fellowship. We're just gonna <laughs> what? Hey, how often? That's what I want to ask Joey. Uh, Joey, how often do you hear that? Like you're a pastor. Do you hear words like that hourly? Like I mean, it's, what? It's just our language, man. <laughs> and, I mean, and believe I me. I'm Christians kind of do have their own language, don't they? I mean, it, re- it really does. It kind of separates. I don't know if that's yeah. necessarily a bad thing, but it is kind of funny when you place it back into the world. Say it out of context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that stuff happens to you all the time when you're like out on the road or at events and stuff like that? For me, uh, it depends on the event. Because um, then there's there's times where like, you know, you like take it, for example, the merch tour. Like you, you have somebody come up in the merch line and will like, ask a question that's, you know, total Christianese question. And, and when they ask it, it, it like the light bulb turns on where you're like, Oh yeah, that phrase kind of doesn't really make sense at all. Huh? If you don't, you have right. no <laughs> when you hear it out of context, them. it doesn't. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah. say when you hear it out of context, they're like, wait, what? Like, you know, <laughs> uh, so yeah. So I, I hear them at, at, uh, it's more like for me, it's when you do the, uh, yeah, sort of the, like the evangelical conferences when they say, Hey, so so what's your journey, bro? Tell us your story. What's your what's your God story? How's your walk? Yeah. yeah. What's your, tell us your journey. What's your so what's your story? I'm like, oh my gosh, please stop hey, asking me this question. Hey, we we were uh, we were dialoguing back and forth with a uh, I forgot her name uh, on Twitter. Actually, a super nice girl. She kind of presents herself as a hard ass on Twitter. Stephanie. But uh, she she we were we were definitely getting heckled big time for. Lack of di- lack of diversity on our podcast, and I was being really trippy. So I just figured, ah, oh, copy propaganda, Tadashi, yeah. and then some of our females and all that stuff. Yeah. And and you got our back, and I appreciate that. How how important do you see that though? Like, so for example, like uh, with let's let's just take Matt and Toby for instance. They are in the rock and roll scene. They've been going on tour for years with other bands. It just happens to be a lot of bands are white dudes that play rock and roll music like is yeah. is there is there a poor reflection on this podcast that that was some of the low hanging fruit of guests to get a bunch of white dudes on the show i'm just curious what you think I, I honestly don't really care what people think but i care about what you think well let, let me set the statement of what she said her name's stephanie and she's going to come on the show she lives in seattle hills she's going to come sit yeah. here and talk to us about it in the future she's somebody that i already like and follow anyway and that mm-hmm. and, but um i don't think she necessarily thinks what we're doing is great or necessarily understands it but i think she's starting to now thanks to people advocating for us and and mm-hmm. being understood correctly but her point was you know, seen as progressive out there, evangelical people trying to be open-minded and progressive. Mm-hmm. And yet th- we've had something like 98% white men as our guests on our podcast. Valid statement yeah. and mathematically backed up. Like when she counted, she counted, we could be at 200 something episodes. And we've had, you know, women and non-whites, very, very small percentage, single digits percentage. So that is that is yeah. a true fact. Yeah. So you defend that for us or or, or you say, say that's not good of us? I mean, you got to start, you start with your with your network, you know, and, right. you know, so I, I think that, uh, I feel like it's, you can't dis, <laughs> you can't discourage the dudes that are trying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, cause there's so few of y'all that are trying, you know? <laughs> so, um, so I'm of the school of thought that like, I'm not going to sort of placate or like, you know, patronize uh, a person, you know, just, you know, pat them on the back like, oh, look, they brought a black dude in. You know, it's not going to be like that. (laughs) But 
when you see a person like genuinely making attempts, I feel like, you know, if you just swat them down for not doing it well, Mm -hmm. you know, every time they they do it, like eventually, like anybody else, you're just going to stop trying. Yeah. I mean, there's the difference in uh, a genuine attempt and a uh, token attempt, I would say. Absolutely. Is is an important distinction. So the token attempts is not something I'm interested in. (laughs) No. And tokenism is like, is is really it's 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 the most shallow like it's so easy to see through <laughs> right you know what right. i'm saying every three months we have propaganda on that's the only black guess we, yeah. we <laughs> check the black hold, box right and there i, I love talk it. about black issues you right. know what i'm saying <laughs> oh word you know what i'm saying you know so like so those things are those things are obvious you know what i'm saying but like when there's when there's you know, it's like he's he's they wanted the good ones, you know, so right. you got one of the good ones, you know, you, you just you ride for him, you know, and and um, yeah, so that that's kind of my attitude about it. And I mean, you are what you are. Like you said, you toured so many years as like, you know, this rock sort of like metal group. Then, I mean, you only know who, you know, you know, um, and as your life grows, as your network grows, then so will the face of your podcast. Now, um, there's there's. Now, on the other hand, there's the uh, the attitude that says um, if you say, for example, if there was an expert on, I don't know, botany, because I'm I don't know, I'm looking at some trees right now. Mm-hmm. So you have an expert on botany. Right. And you have an opportunity to choose sort of this like, you know, I don't know, Korean woman, you know, what I'm saying versus, you know, this white dude. And for the sake of your own comfortability, You'd pick the white guy because you feel like I have more relate to that dude. We can jab yeah. some jokes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That'd be that would be one thing. You know what I'm saying? Because it's mm-hmm. like you saw an opportunity to put diversity on display. And yeah, for your own sort of comfort, you went past that. I would say that that would be something that I would push back on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But y'all are like, I mean, you know us. You reached out, you know Tadashi, you know Derek, you know myself. Like we have fun together. We're friends. We enjoy ourselves, you know. So you 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 pulled from us, and I think that's great. Yeah, cool, man. Well, we know you got to get to this doctor's appointment with your daughter. Uh, yes or no question? Deshaun Watson does he make it in the pros? Oof. God, jury's still out. I don't know. You got to bet oh, money, gosh. man. You got to bet ten thousand dollars. What would you say? Yes or no? Oh well, then nah. Not if I got to bet. <laughs> some dough. Like, nah, I'm not not putting money on it. <laughs> All right, Jason. Propaganda. Thank you, man. Yeah. Appreciate right. y'all, man. Come back on when that album's coming out. Will do. All right. All right. Very good. All right. That's Jason Petty, his also known as Propaganda. Glad he could stop by this morning. I'm enjoying doing this thing. It's like a morning radio show here. Yeah, I know. It's kind of cool. And, and we met our racial quota. And, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're good for the week. We're good for the no, week, that, at least. I'm glad y'all brought that up. One thing that pops into my mind is, I promise, we have, I have tried personally to get so many females and other people, uh, other races on this podcast, <laughs> and we get turned down because they don't like our podcast. Any, I promise you, I don't, I don't care. And, and the other thing is, I don't want to just have uh, a black rapper or a Christian black rapper, whatever it right. might be, just on for the sake of that. Like yeah. we actually like Jason. We like propaganda. Like he's fun. To, like he said, we're friend. Like we're friends now, and so it's very fun. I don't. We didn't bring him on just because. Oh man, we we'll have a minority on our podcast. No, he's fun, and uh, in fact, he's fun. Our guests kind of bailed, and we're doing this new thing, and so now we actually get a friend to come on and have some extra fun. Like that's the only thing with me is I promise you, I have never thought 
Oh, yeah, you know what? I just like having white guys. I feel more comfortable. I don't. And, and you know, I mean, I'll even take this one step further. I watch shows with minorities. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have friends who are minorities. No, isn't that what they always say? But i tell you what. Speaking of shows, my friends, and uh, uh, awesome uh, different races of people making amazing shows, I want to tell you about CISO. It is just great. I I mean, there's so many. They they have all the seasons of SNL, which is unbelievable, but they just have really funny originals. Like, I'm blown away. Like, there's this show that Jess and I have been watching called Bajillion Dollar Properties, and it has Paul F. Tompkins and all these other comedians that are just super funny. And uh, it's basically kind of like a, uh, you know, it's a show, like a, a comedy about real estate agent, agent uh, a real estate agency in uh, L.A., and it's super funny. I love it. And it, it actually came from the minds of uh, the TV show Reno 911. I used to love that show. And then Comedy Bang Bang, which I love. And I listen to the Comedy Bang Bang po- podcast. So it's just super cool. And that's just an original. That's one of the originals that CISO has. And they have amazing stand-up. Like I said, I watched Joey Diaz's stand-up just a few weeks ago now. And that's the only place you can get it. That's what I like. And it's three ninety nine. It's $3.99. I'm just blown away that you can get all of this for so cheap. And it's CISO, S-E-E-S-O. It's ad-free streaming service with hilarious originals, hand-picked classics, weeks of stand-up specials, and bingeable comedy. That's what I love. I just love getting to sit there and just watch everything that I want to watch. I love laughing. I love comedy. It's just my favorite. So it's $3.99. But let me tell you something. Right now, our listeners can try CISO for free for not one month, not a month and a half, two months, two months free when you use promo code BADCHRISTIAN. Shows you can't get anywhere else. Just go to CISO, that's S-E-E-S-O.com right now and sign up for two free months with promo code BADCHRISTIAN at checkout. That's CISO.com, promo code BADCHRISTIAN. Awesome. I wanted to tell y'all something. I, I know y'all know. Ike, my son, he's five years old, mm-hmm. and he broke he broke his arm. I know y'all know that, but I haven't really gotten to talk to you guys about it. And so uh, it, it brought it up in my mind, too, because uh, we were just talking about race and stuff like that. So we, on, on New Year's Day, we went to, it was raining and cold, and so we went to the mall, and they have a pretty cool playground. And those mall playgrounds, you know, are always, like, kind of cushiony and soft, and you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. Well, uh, I was sitting there, and the kids have been playing. It was really packed. Uh, and so the kids have been playing for like 10 minutes. I'm just sitting there beside Jess, and I was like, you know what? It's crazy. I'm really surprised people don't get hurt way more often oh at this playground. Mm-hmm. Three minutes later, I hear my son screaming unreal, uh, and, and I go, Ugh. And so, you know when you're a parent, there's different screams, there's different screams, right? You can right? tell. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You can tell what kind of crying and screaming it is, yeah. So this is why it's really awful, and I just, I'm just going to say exactly how it happened. I sitting there looking at my phone then I hear my son screaming my initial thing was wait a minute that screams a little bit worse but I immediately toned myself down and said no wait a minute we're in public he's probably just acting crazy he's fine so I went over there and I wasn't gentle or kind I went over and said hey are you okay all right calm down you got to calm down just stop crying it's totally fine and then I kind of got annoyed I was like Ike stop crying you can't mm-hmm. do this. Listen, it's okay. You just failed this. And in my mind, I'm going, this place is all cushiony and soft and the carpet's even padded. There's no way he did anything unbelievable, but he was kind of holding his arm a little bit. And I was like, Ike, please just stop. You will be quiet right now. Calm oh, down. Because I, I was embarrassed that he kept crying. And I thought, it's not that serious. I talked myself out of it. 
So he stopped crying. And then uh, the dad, the, the ki- a kid actually had pulled him off of a high spot and he had fallen. So that, that's when I found out the dad came over and said, no, my son, they were playing and he pulled him down and Ike landed on his arm. And I was like, oh, okay. And so Ike was still a little weepy, but he pretty much quit crying. And I was like, okay, if he can quit crying in two minutes, he's mm-hmm, all right. Yeah. But I'd been pretty stern with him. And then I was like, oh, let's just go ahead and get out of here. So we left and he had been crying. I said, why don't we go to McDonald's and just have fun? Well, we went to McDonald's. It seemed like everything was okay. Went home. They watched, played and all this stuff. He was fine. Later that night, it was about 5 p.m. This happened at 11 a.m. It was about 5 p.m. And uh, he was washing his hands for dinner. And I just happened to touch his wrist. I was like, to help him dry his hands. And he just started, when I touched his wrist, he started oh, sobbing no, uncontrollably. Man. Oh, God. And I went, I went, oh, shit. And I just immediately thought of myself being mean to him. Just saying, calm yeah. down. You're okay. Calm down. You're okay. And I said, I said, Jess, I'm taking him to the hospital right now. And, and she was like, well, we can, you know, she, she's like, he hasn't been crying. It's okay. I was like, no, we just need to. And she's like, yeah, let's do it. So it was unbelievably packed. We were there from 530 to almost 1030, just waiting. And they didn't have an x-ray machine. So then we had to go to another hospital. And sure enough, he had broken his arm. What kind of hospital doesn't have an x-ray machine? <laughs> well, it's, it's the, it's the after hours care. And so they just had, it's like, a uh, you know, uh, what are those called? Like emergency care, urgent places, care. you know, uh, ur- urgent care place, but it's just for kids. So they just don't have, it's a small place, but they check out your kids. And then if you really need something, they send mm-hmm. you to the hospital right down the street. The hospital down the street has an x-ray machine, obviously. So uh, it went to Vander, it's Vanderbilt, and they're just awesome. Their, their whole hospital is just amazing, especially for kids. Anyway, so sure enough, the x-ray comes back. Everybody's so kind and nice to Ike, and his arm's broken. And then so everything. It's, it's except a, it, for his dad, right? Right, it's, right. Everybody was so nice and kind. <laughs> yeah, so all this is setting in, and then I was just like, so at, as soon as I realized his arm was broken at 5 p.m., I, I was just just uh-huh. devastated. I just yeah. I, I wanted to really take care of my son, and I felt so awful that I had been like that. Like, I just felt awful that I had shut him down. Like, listen, calm down. It's totally okay. You're not that hurt. And I just I was just hating myself. And uh, so it's about 1130 now, and we're driving home. We've got about a 20-minute drive. And uh, I just let him play with my phone. He loves playing games and stuff. So I was just letting him play with my phone because it had been so late and all this stuff. And I just, I said, Ike, I just want to tell you, I'm really sorry for the way I acted. I'm going to get emotional <laughs> right now. And I said, <laughs> I said, I'm really sorry. And I said, you are so brave and really strong. And you did so good today. And I'm just so proud of you. And he stopped playing the game. And he said, Dad, you're proud of me also. I, I am, I'm strong. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, you are strong. And then... He went, okay, and he just went back to playing his game, totally forgot about it, and I <laughs> sobbed for like 10 minutes, just cried there silently driving home because I just couldn't believe it because my son loves me, and I am the only father he has, and he's just so happy that I said those good things about him because he gets yeah. in trouble a lot. Yeah. He does bad things all the time, and he and he does, he, he does, I mean, he's five years old. He whines and complains all the time. I want this, I want that, you know. So, I mean, data-wise, there was a good chance it wasn't mm-hmm. that hurt, but yeah. in that moment, I just felt so awful. Like I was just a terrible parent because I just wanted to shut him down. We were in public. He was crying, whining. It was kind of embarrassing. I didn't want the other dad to feel bad because the kids were just playing, you know, and I knew it wasn't that it wasn't really that kid's fault. They were just playing. And I just felt so miserable. And I was like, man, this is crazy. Like I this five year old has just broken my heart. And the yeah. reason he broke my heart is because I, I told him how much he means to me. And he's yeah. like, really? Wow, that's cool. All right. That's I'm fine. That's well, that's all I needed. Well, listen, listen. This is like, in, in my opinion, it's the lesser of the evils, and I think how all of that transpired is probably the best case scenario because 
first of all, you would have never talked to him like that if you knew that he was really hurt. But imagine if you changed your reaction every time he whined and complained. You would raise a spoiled brat that, uh, and then he would try to milk it for all it's worth every single time he <laughs> cried. You just can't do that. Like the the percentages are in your favor. Kids are whining. My kids whine. Matt's kids whine. So here's here's the thing: is you there's there's no way you can avoid making that mistake. But think about the good that came out of it. Mm-hmm. He had words of affirmation. You realize how much you love your son. Yeah. And so I mean the the only. The only better scenario would be if you were just had the perfect mind and you you could see his or maybe you had X-ray vision you could see his bones. That's very funny because I'm hearing that from the frame of non Christians and that's a very Christian point of view. It's like yeah, oh yeah, it's like the problem of evils kind of summed up there. Joey says that's the best possible outcome. Not he didn't break his arm. <laughs> not you respond correctly. Right. It, no, 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 because no I, I know what I you're saying, Joey. But I'm making a point that is funny because that's the same thing Christians <laughs> say. Oh, I know, but this God is good. I mean, think of all the rape and the evil and the killing and stuff, but it's all actually for good in the end. It actually helps. And that sounds like nonsense absurdity <laughs> to a non-believer. They're like, well, why did, you know, why does, you? and Christians really say that and it sounds yeah. insensitive when they do because they say, Oh, I know, but it's that's just like drops in the bucket, that rape, that killing, that genocide. It's all for God's glory, right. you see. Right. It's the best thing that could have happened, right. actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at what's happened now. Your relationship right. with your son's awesome. <laughs> Think of it, how much better it only going to be because you've arm. experienced the arm break and genocide. It's amazing. <laughs> I know. I just, it, I, don't feel, I, don't, I don't feel any better about it, though. Like, it, it, I'm, I am right. glad... That I got to see myself. Like I'm a person that assesses the, the the situation a lot. Like I really do go, wait a minute, okay, this is what's happening. This is the situation. So let me handle it accordingly. And in that moment, I wish to God I would just said, wait a minute, this is my son. I love him. Let me really see if he's okay. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do that. So there is some redemption in the fact that now I'm seeing it more clearly and I realize, hey, as much as it, uh, uh, he's a wild man, all boy, five year old. As much as he gets in trouble, I want to make sure I'm constantly going, hey, man, I am proud of you because I am. I love my son. Yeah. He's like one of my favorite people in the entire right. world. Out of the entire world, yeah. my son's one of my favorite people. And I just want him to know that. That's just as important as me saying, I yeah. love you. Uh, it just is. Yeah. Like those things are really important. So, anyway, but that it also did get me thinking, which is kind of crazy. Like Ike's arm was broken. And then I kind of made a joke about it later to Jess. And, uh, I started thinking, is anything, can you make joke about anything like my son who I love broke his arm? And I, I started thinking, can you, can I joke about that after I made a joke to Jess or whatever? Hey, well, real quick, real quick. I, I want to talk about that too. But before we do that, this is no joking matter. So get all the jokes out of your head right hey, now. I just want to tell you uh, real, real quick, real quick. Great transition, interrupting and doing awful. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> get, get these damn jokes out of your head right now because, uh, because lift is is not a joke. It's 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 <laughs> <Nice>. unbelievable. <laughs> so anyway, if you if you've tried lift, you know this is the best transition into an ad I've ever heard of. I mean, lift is amazing. <laughs> we talk, your son broke your arm. Well, guess what? Won't break. Lift. <laughs> Barbara, Bar- Bar- excuse me, excuse me. No, no, I'm sorry. sorry. Speaking of jokes, speaking of arm breaking, lift. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, so seriously, you you get on your phone. So if your arm isn't broke, yeah. If you if your son's arm is broke and you're too shocked and, and you can't drive him, you download this app. That's true. You can request a driver, and within three and a half minutes, on average, that's very fast. By the way, a driver shows up. Oh yeah, and a driver that's fully vetted through their ten point safety standard. Uh, Lyft drivers are rated every ride, so they're trying really hard to have good customer service, drive super safely. Uh, you don't ever have to worry about getting in a filthy car with a creepy guy because this whole rating system eliminates all those. With Lyft, you can even tip on the app, which is really awesome. I mean, nine out of 10 Lyft drivers get a perfect five-star rating, by the way. But anyway, bigger is not always better. Lyft is a is a new business. It's Lyft isn't the biggest ride-sharing app, but it's the fastest-growing and highest-rated one. And I'm talking quality over quantity. And it really is true. Um, I have ridden with the with the real big companies that you guys know who they are, and I've ridden with Lyft, and Lyft really is way user friendly. I know. I take it to and from the airport. I love it. Yeah. So thanks to Lyft, you got an easy way to avoid drunk driving. You never have to bum a ride. You never have to worry about parking. A lot of people are actually getting rid of their cars and relying on Lyft to get around. That's pretty cool. And you know what? I don't blame them. Right now, Lyft is offering our listeners a special deal: get three free rides up to ten dollars each. That's that's $30, man. Download this app. Boom, $30. Uh, when you enter the promo code Bad Christian, all one word, that's Bad Christian. So just download the free Lyft app today and enter promo code Bad Christian in the payment section. You'll start with three free rides up to $10 each. That's pretty unbelievable. Go do it. Yeah. So what I was saying was I, I made a joke. Uh, I forget what it was. Oh, I think we were dropping Ike off at school. And I was like, hey, break an arm today, man. And then, you know, it was just about <laughs> <laughs> we've We've talked about this before, and everything in me wants to say, yes, I agree. There's probably a time and place where anything can be joked about in the right context. And I... <sighs> See that's what I think I be, I think I believe that but the only situation that I cannot get out of my head and and I guess this would be an example of well it's not the right context you got to think about it in a different context but if if Toby ever lost one of his kids so let's let's use that example one of his kids dies I don't see anywhere in our future where I would make a joke about that to Toby because I don't think Toby ever fully recovers. No, that's totally, and I you're don't totally think wrong his, about that. You make jokes all the time no, about Liz's husband who passed away. Our friend Liz. But that's, her husband uh, okay, passed away. Wait, you wait, make wait, wait. unbelievable jokes that make me uncomfortable and you and her laugh. And so I, I think, yes, there are. Now, here's the thing. I think the only time you can, I think you actually can joke about anything. And the thing I don't like about it is people say, well, there's a time and a place for that. Yeah, there's great timing and stuff, but what if, what if my timing is different? Or what if I'm handling stuff differently? Like, I like the idea of freedom to say what I want that's not intentionally trying to hurt you. If I'm like, if you were saying, yeah, uh, your son broke his arm because he's a dumbass, he's the stupidest kid in the whole world. Yeah, I might be mad because it's not a joke. That's like trying to hurt me or say something mean. But if you made a joke about something about Ike and his arm breaking, I might would laugh or at least get that you're laughing uh, while you're saying that. You know what I mean? The only time you don't like it is when it's happening to you. You know, I don't like the squashing attitude. Like, for instance, in comedy now, they, they it, the whole thing is it's open season on rich people or white people or privileged people and stuff like that. Right. And I think that's okay. I'm fine with that. I really am because it doesn't, as a person, a white male or whatever, if people want to do comedy that attacks white males, I am fine with it. 
I mean, I'm not saying it hurts my feelings. You don't. I'm not asking you to stop, but I, I actually think you could go. It can go both ways. I think it's reasonable to use. You know, there's a difference in somebody's at you know at somebody's expense and about a topic. But when you start creating taboos that are blanket rules, you're always right. getting in trouble. So there's there's no way. There's no such thing as a white person making a joke about a black person is 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 off limits. That's not. I don't believe that. I don't agree with that at all. Yeah. And last thing I'll say is to to Joey's point about losing a kid, I'm certain that Toby has joked at least once or twice about uh, me and Bridget having a miscarriage, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, no. I'm certain of it. And that's, you know, and that's, and whatever it was, it was okay and it was appropriate. And then that's, that's one of the ways that Toby deals with stuff. He's also joked multiple times about my dog that hasn't even died yet dying. <laughs> <laughs> And it's okay, and it's funny, and it's part of the way that Toby does it, and Toby does it in a way that demonstrates care and love. So if you want to say, you shouldn't joke about dead people, you shouldn't joke about pets, you shouldn't joke about race, that's nonsense. Yeah. Nonsense. What is the argument here? Because it's it's obviously, I, I think what y'all are saying is there's no subject matter that's off limits. No blanket rules about humor that are off limits. I would say I would go far as to say there's no rules about it. It's just it either works, it's either okay or it's not. But it's just like manners. I mean, you can say manners, but really it's just situational. Well, because what's so confusing about this conversation, I think, is I can I can go for yeah. There's no subject matter off the table, but I can easily come up with a scenario where all three of us would agree. A bad inappropriate joke, of course you can. Yes, yes, a, a yes. Bad inappropriate yeah. jokes exist. Don't make those. That's all. That's the only right. rule. Don't do that. Right. I mean, I, and what I, what I'm saying is, if the I really am big on intent. Like, if yes. if I made a joke, at, at, you know, at Reggie Matt's dog's expense, and Matt was like, "Hey, man, I I just I'm not ready for that." You know what I would say? I'm sorry. Oh, dude, I like I'm trying to right. lift people's spirits, not bring them down. Mm-hmm. I, my goal isn't to make you realize, yeah, your dog's dying and it's really awful. Right. My goal is to, hey, hold on, let's get through this. I like laughing. That's all. Laughing and crying, laughing, joy and sorrow sometimes are so intermixed with me. Like, they just are. They're so intermixed. Mm-hmm. And, and so I don't, I mean, for example, we've all we've all laughed at a certain, I rem, why did Michael Jackson go to JCPenney? Because they had children's clothes half off. That's a child molestation joke. That's true. But I mean, you, you know what I mean? Like, and people have laughed at that joke before. And, and I remember one thing that was really powerful for me. I know it's funny. Like, I really think of Howard Stern as like one of the greatest radio DJs, like as far as craft, and style and what he's done. People think he just does shit and fart jokes and sex jokes or whatever. But like his actual style and, and interview skills are unreal. But that movie, what was his big, he had a movie that mm-hmm. came out, a yeah. Howard Stern, whatever it was. In that movie, there's a moment where his wife has a miscarriage and the baby, I think she had to pass the baby and it was in the toilet and when she passed the baby or whatever. And so it was this really depressing moment. And then him and her made fun of it. And that's how they got through it. Like it, sometimes stuff is so heavy for me. Like I just go, oh, oh man! Like if I if I dwell in the weight of something, then I can't get out of it. Mm-hmm. So making making light of it makes me go, wait a minute. Okay, I am me. This isn't the end of me. What or and how can I find it? And so, I, but but do y'all think that raises a good point? Do y'all think there's something like there's? I've seen a ton of comedians make jokes about rape. Like is that off limits? Now if, <laughs> if you've been raped, joke. if if you've been raped though, I understand. Man, I don't want to hear that. That's not funny when you actually are raped. You know what I mean? Like, just, so I understand that point of view. And at the same time, in a way, it makes me think, okay, first of all, nobody's pro-rape. Nobody's pro-abortion, really. Nobody's pro-molestation you know, tra- molestation or anything. Nobody's really like that. They want it all to be over. But when you make a commentary that might be 
uh, witty or thoughtful, but it ends up in a lighthearted tone or a way that makes you kind of laugh, that isn't necessarily you're making fun of it, is it? That's what I'm saying. Like, is it making fun? It doesn't have to be. No, no. You're getting to the purpose of humor. And so intent is a big deal. So like you said, if you made a joke about my dog dying, uh, and and it uh, bothered me. I would tell you, and then you would you would not say, yeah, but you said I could joke about anything. That's not the point. The point was, oh, sorry, I didn't mean that. Was not my intent. Exactly. My intent was to yeah, help yes. the situation and you, yeah. not me gain from your something negative against you. And the same would apply right. for for other stuff. The po- the point about humor that I don't lo- that I dislike is satire and humor and commentary are I'm certain are vital parts of how we communicate and how we deal with stuff especially tough stuff so the toughest things are the things that need humor applied cleverly witty uh, you know it's a a way to diffuse and disarm and and help the situation so there's tons of it's not just to get laughs you're not just trying to get laughs. I I don't like that when people say well that's just entertainment or that's just to get laughs no with with humor and I'm when I say humor I'm not talking about me or stuff we do we like to laugh and joke I'm not I don't we're nothing like comedians that's not the point right but even even with your friends or on a podcast and especially people that are doing the craft of comedy they're able to make truths sink in deeper than simply propositional arguments. That's the point of it. It's valuable. It's important to be able to laugh about where we're at and to make fun of it. Even memes on the internet, they speak some kind of truth and your, your guard can be down and you can absorb somebody else's truth if it's, if it's taken with a, a laugh, like sugar with medicine. I mean, that's, that's, that's part of it. So if you have anti-rape yeah. uh, culture humor or Whatever, if it's something that you feel especially is productive or good, and you can kind of, you know, violate somebody's expectation a little bit and make them think of it differently, you really are doing something. It's very important. Right. And so, any of this free speech squashing, uh, make blanket rules, and it's the same as it's the exact same argument we always have with language. I'll take the same position as I do with language. It's definitely about the intent. And anytime you charge up some thing or make these blanket rules or enforce them and have these policies, you're going to create more problems. I'm very, right, let me, I very let me, much let me, believe that. Let me ask this. And I know y'all don't get into this part of the conversation, but I do. I love the example part. So um, would you say it's safe to say that you can make a joke about the concept of, of rape? Like there, there is room for that. But could you make a blanket statement and say, you cannot uh, tease someone and make a joke about them being raped, that's inappropriate. Well, I mean, all the probably. Time. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, but how about on. this? It still goes along with the blanket statement because people are okay with some things and not others. You know how many Certain jokes people. are made about Monica Lewinsky when a cigar with and giving blowjobs to Bill Clinton? Everybody laughed. It was okay. Oh, but I mean, that was a white man in unreal power mm-hmm. abusing his privilege and taking advantage of a female. But there were so many jokes and people are okay with that. But then they might get really mad if. Donald Trump says, grab him in the pussy. All he said was grab it. So what I'm saying is you can't make a blanket statement while like, this is always wrong because uh, oftentimes it won't be wrong to you in another situation. The key is, and what I think y'all are saying is right, When I, I don't necessarily think it's an appropriate time or place, but it's, a, it's an awareness, I guess, of the situation. Like if, Joey, you came up to me and uh, you know uh, your child had been hurt and you were sobbing, my goal isn't to make you laugh. My goal is to comfort you. So I might say something funny about my day to get your mind off of it. Or I might say, hey, I might be really sad with you and just 
we hug each other. I mean, it's just being an awareness of the situation. I think Matt really nailed it. I can't stand it when you do a blanket statement like this is right and mm-hmm. this is wrong always because it's way more gray than that. Yep. It just yep. is. Let me tell you a second about SeatGeek and then I'll tell you one more thing I want to tell you about that. So SeatGeek is an amazing sponsor of ours and buying tickets online yep. for sports and concerts has been, it's been confusing for a long time. Totally. I mean, it, it's always been hard to find the best deal or know if it's a good deal or how to compare it or what does the seat really look like? You don't know. But SeatGeek is different. They've come, they've come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. Uh, SeatGeek is always the first place I go to look for tickets games to, for a game or a concert. So I live in Seattle. It's great. We have CenturyLink Field and Safeco here and not, and we have a bunch of venues for concerts and sports. And they're, there's all, all I got to do is go on SeatGeek anytime I say, you know what? We need to do an event. We need to do a date. We need to do a family thing. It can be sports, music, whatever. I can find something. I can find something on SeatGeek for our family. We did a bunch of baseball games last year, for instance, on SeatGeek, and that, that's a great yeah. thing to do. So SeatGeek does all the price comparison for you by searching multiple ticket sites and ensuring you get the best possible deal. SeatGeek does all the work, and uh, you save time and money. Uh, it helps you get the most bang for your buck, and that's why every ticket on the site is given a grade based on its value, which is huge. So you'll know immediately when you see underpriced seats, and you can snag them right up. So best of all, our listeners get $20 off rebate of their first SeatGeek purchase. So to get your $20 rebate, download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab and click add a promo code and the promo code will be bad Christian. Then SeatGeek will send you $20. That's it. They're going to send you $20 after you made your first ticket purchase. So download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code bad Christian today. Now I wanted to say about this humor thing, one last thing, and really it just hinges on taboos. If you want to create a taboo, go ahead. But that doesn't, I mean, in almost every situation where there are uh, rules like that and things that are taboo, it's just a place for, that attracts the really dark stuff that stays hidden and happens anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like every every time you have a taboo against a word or whatever, now you've just empowered and charged up that word or that topic for somebody to really use it to be hurtful. So if nobody makes a joke about race and then somebody says something racial, to do harm, it's just like, uh, versus if everybody had a a little bit more levity toward all the topics or a little bit more uh, flexibility with language that they use or don't use. That is, you know, if we just, what what do you want? Puritan culture where it's yes and no for everything. We know that that leads to some really negative stuff. It really does. So that's why I think about that. If your kid got hurt and uh, let's say something really bad happened. Let's say your kid fell out of a building, broke, 10 bones uh, and, you know, a bunch of bad stuff had happened to him. Like he, you, And you gave Toby a big list of his injuries. You say, did this, his eyes out of socket, this and that and that. And, uh, and then Toby looks at you and goes, that's all? What a wuss. That, that could be funny. It could lighten the right, mood. Right. Like that, yeah. it, there, there'd be a way he would read your body language and understand that, you know, there's a, there's yeah. a joke there that could work for sure. And almost in every situation, the point of the joke isn't to get laughs at somebody else's expense. Right. Duh. It's to lighten yeah. the moment. I agree. And it's very important in culture and personal relationships and media and everything else. My opinion. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I think the thing is there are, there are ways to be funny and not funny that you are trying to be mean. And there's ways to be not funny and funny when you're trying to be nice or loving or caring. And so that's what I think is really awesome. Um, for sure, and, and it can lighten the, the mood 
like uh, <laughs> this is really funny. I meant to tell you all this because we had had you know Jason on and all this stuff. But uh, when we got there, we were in the nurse's office. Finally, we've been sitting there forever. And you know how when kids are kind of weepy, they're like, "Yeah, it hurts," and it, um, it my my wrist hurts. And he's talking like that, and she goes, "Yeah," he goes, "Yeah." A little black boy did it. <laughs> oh my god! And I was like, hey, "What did you do?" And we all died laughing. The nurse started laughing, and it's funny because Ike has just—I guess he's five now. And he just realized, like, he has a, a realization of people of different colors now. And it was funny; it was an Asian kid. Yeah, it, it, you know, it wasn't—it wasn't—it wasn't a black kid. It was just an Asian kid. But he saw. He was just like, "Oh yeah," and he was just saying it like as fact. He wasn't saying it about race. Or he doesn't even think that way. He just goes. Oh, I'm telling you about the boy with the blue hat and brown skin and jeans on. He, you know, he's just saying. I thought it was so funny. And in that instance, my son unwittingly made a joke that made all of us laugh, and it it brightened my spirits. You know what I mean? And so it was so. And so there was an innocence there that, like, you know, in the wrong context, people go, "Hey, Toby's making it. Toby's raising a racist." You could take it that way, but why would you? It, it right. wasn't that. It was just a little boy trying to tell you some facts in his mind five-year-old facts you know what i mean it was just really that made me happy i was like oh okay this is really funny and the, then the nurse made a joke about it and it was just you know it was just really funny it was just it was a moment where we all got to laugh and my son's arm was still broken but it made everybody happy even he, he when he saw us laughing he thought oh i did something cool all right you know so it was funny listen to the listen i listen to this list of uh racial jokes that my grandpa Uh-oh. used to say no, no, I I no you one of them. i'm just kidding i didn't have do. a list that do. was a joke all right we probably need to get off here don't we <laughs> yeah i think i think we're, we're uh we're traveling next week so we had we're recording yep. this morning here and we're gonna do another episode right after this uh, because yep. we're traveling doing Emory shows coming up next week. So Toby and I will be on oh, the road yeah. with Devin. We're going to be in Florida, South Carolina. You can get tickets there, yep. emorymusic.com. And I want to remind you also that we just announced that we're doing full band Emory shows for $7 in February. And that's going to be I in know. Nashville Unreal. and Bam. Atlanta. So those tickets are on sale now. I think the Atlanta link is up at least. Uh, and you got to get those because they're $7. So you can, you can kind of expect that they're going to go fast. So I hope everybody will go get those immediately. And we'll see everybody in Florida soon. And that's it. Yeah, that's awesome. You don't have a benediction, Toby? Break a leg today, says the Lord. Amen. 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 <laughs> You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.